0: We shake the earth, and every heart will know you are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel, Defender of Zion. Shalom and welcome to Heart of Messiah Radio Broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Sharesh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently, we're serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, South Bay near Riverview, and Tampa. We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom. Let us pray together. Avinu Malkeinu, our Father and our King, we bless you, we thank you, and praise you in the name of Yeshua. We thank you, Lord, for how you work in our lives. And, Lord, we, we just pray that after these elections, we will see unity. We will see people coming together and deciding to work together. We pray that people from both sides of the aisles will make overtures of unity. We pray that people will look for commonality, and then once again, we will be restored to the United States. So, Father, we pray for our elected officials. We pray for our media. Uh, We continue to uh, just pray for godly reactions uh to the elections and and lord as as this next issue of the caravan from central america and the people and immigration comes up and lord we are putting it in your hands because i don't think people know how to deal with this i don't know that we know the right way and so we're asking for your wisdom upon our president and and upon congress and and upon judiciary and upon the people and the 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 people at the border lord that we would see your way of doing things and and it wouldn't be ours that it would be the right way because it's your your way so lord we're we're looking for a special anointing for this issue and and for all issues so uh, we thank you, we praise you, we honor you, and and we pray, Lord, that this uh, teaching today will will just continue to be a blessing to those who hear it. We thank you in the name of Yeshua. Amen. So last week we talked about prayer for our country, and uh, certainly you can hear that message and other messages uh, previously from uh from our website, heartofmessiah.org. And uh, also remember that we are trying to send out some of our rabbis to speak at churches, and we'd love for you to get your pastor or someone of authority there to invite us so that we can uh, share some excellent messages having to do with Israel or sharing with Jewish people or God's appointed times. So, uh, please email me at rabbi at org or call Karen at 813 831 5673. So, since we just had the election, I figured I'd start with some presidential wisdom. Uh, a few quotes from the past, just for the fun of it, right? So, Abraham Lincoln was quoted to say, Nearly all men, all men can stand adversity. But if you want to test a man's character, give him power. Ooh. Well, I think as we have new people coming into politics and and taking office, that is a good quote to think about. Let's see how their character develops as they receive power. And uh, just an interesting thought. I also like uh, this quote, uh, this quote uh, from Ronald Reagan Live simply, love generously, care deeply, speak kindly, leave the rest to God. Oh, that's so good. I have to read it to you again, don't you think? Live simply, love generously, care deeply speak kindly, and leave the rest to God. Ah, uh, if we could only do that, right? <laughs> and then finally, I'll give you one which will segue into today's topic, which is from President Bill Clinton. We all do better when we work together. Our differences do matter, but our common humanity matters more. I think that is a wise uh, thought and today, uh, segueing from that thought, I'd like to talk about the power of unity. And you know, this comes across so often, and and it it has to do with people who are in congregations together, people, friends, and family who are talking. But it even talks about congregations, and you know. I find that so many congregations are not willing to jump on board of somebody else's idea that everybody is sort of just to themselves and their busyness. And I don't think that promotes unity at all either. So we'll get to that probably next week, that subject of unity, because we'll be talking about unity for a few weeks. So God tells us the power of unity in the book of Genesis right off, right? In chapter 11, verse 5, it says, Then Adonai came down to see the city and the tower that the sons of man had built. Adonai said, Look, the people are one, and all of them have the same language. So this is What they have begun to do now, nothing they plan to do will be impossible. (laughs) Well, if God says that the unity of these people will bring upon their ability to do almost anything, wow, that really should tell us something. There's power when people are in unity. We see that in the elections, right? There's power when people come together in unity. And the benefit and the success of the unity depends on the people who are in unity aligning with the purposes of God's will. Wouldn't you agree? Because, hey, people can come together in unity for bad things as well. And we don't want to see that. When we look at human history, we see that it is a story of sin's disruption of God's ordained unity. You, okay? In other words, sin is constantly trying to disrupt the fact that God has ordained unity for us as a people. And the heart of Messiah is for us to be one as we follow God and his will. So first God wants us to be in unity with him. Nothing goes right. If we're not in unity with him, God sets the rules. If he says, don't eat from the tree of uh, fruit of this one tree, then to be in unity with him, we obey him and to be, In unity with God, we need to know and follow his word and make his burdens, his desires, our desires. That's what it means to come into unity. I love Psalm 133. It says it so beautifully. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious oil upon the head coming down upon the beard, Aaron's beard, coming down on the collar of his robes. It's like the dew of Hermon coming down upon the mountains of Zion, for there Adonai commanded the blessing, life forevermore. Unity is like the Holy Spirit just flowing over us, isn't it wonderful when we go to a service and we sense the people are in unity and we sense the, the Spirit of God just flowing as we all dwell together in unity? What an amazing thing that is. And also, unity in these verses promises a blessing, and the blessing is life forever, and I believe that's because Unity is important to God, and God promises this blessing of life forever because unity in God is a characteristic of sacrificial offering to God through Yeshua. And as we are in unity with the Lord, in unity, uh, and we, we follow his will, we have this beautiful eternal life that God has promised us. What a blessing it is. God also uses the Brit HaRashad, which is the New Covenant, to motivate us to be uniform, or unified with everybody around us, the people around us. We see this so much in John 17. It's, it's such a great uh, scripture. It's Yeshua. He's praying to the Father. And Yeshua says in verse 20, I pray not on behalf of these only, meaning my Jewish believers, but also for those who believe in me through their message. In other words, those who are coming after that they all may be one. That's the heart of Messiah. Just as you father are in me and I am in you. So also may they be one in us. So the world may believe that you sent me. So, The bottom line here is that when you and I are one, the world will see it and they will believe that the Father sent Yeshua. How important is this? And it goes on to say the glory, this is Yeshua speaking to the Lord, the glory that you have given to me, I have given to them, that they may be one just as we are one. I in them and you in me, that they may be perfected in unity so that the world may know that you sent me and love them as you love me. So there we see it again. God's repeated it and repeated it and even says that we get we are perfected in unity. Why are we perfected in unity? Because when, when we love God and we love our neighbor that means we're in unity with them, and that is, is uh, the whole law and the prophets are in those two ideas of loving God and loving our neighbor, and so we are perfected in unity. And then in verse 24, it says, Father, I also want those you have given me to be with me where I am so that they may see my glory, the glory you gave me, for you loved me before the foundations of the world. Righteous Father, the world did not know you, but I knew you, and these knew that you sent me. I made your name uh, known to them and will continue to make it known so that the love with which you love me may be in them and I in them. That's an incredible statement, isn't it? That the love that is in Yeshua, his heart, Yeshua's heart, is that love would be in us. So this is the heart of Messiah, that we show love which will bring unity. This is the heart of God. This should be our heart. Yeshua is seeking to motivate us to unity by letting us know that the salvation of the world is at stake. Should I repeat that? <laughs> Yeshua is seeking to motivate us to unity by letting us know that the salvation of the world is at stake. Do we need a minute of silence to contemplate the immense importance of unity to God? We have the greatest opportunity for people to turn to Yeshua when they see our love for one another. And that includes the unity that we bring to situations that might not always seem that there would be unity. Picture your family getting saved. Picture your best friends getting saved. Picture your boss and co-workers getting saved. Tell me, Do you think unity is important? Look, most people want unity. Most people don't like to fight and disagree. However, most people don't make unity a goal in their life. Most people don't make unity a priority in their life. Most people allow unity to be derailed by something that seems more important at the time, some type of disagreement. Unity is the decision to come together, overlooking what we differ in, in order to accomplish something greater, God's will. And I believe that unity is a decision. It's something that you have to desire and something you have to promote. We should be able to be in unity with all God's people. We should be able to be in unity with all the people in our congregation. <laughs> Let us learn how to come into unity with them. Unity is the result, I believe, of the covenant to the Lord, where you say to him, As much as it depends on me, I will be in unity with with your children covenant is a commitment that often requires sacrifice in order to keep it we are used you know oftentimes we we know what a contract is where we promise to do certain things somebody else promises to do certain things and uh, you know we we make a contract right We have a marriage contract, we have business contracts, we have all sorts of contracts. But a contract is not a covenant. So let's look at some possible differences, because I believe God wants us to have a covenant with him concerning this. So a contract allows a a partnership between two parties. But a covenant is a merger of those two parties. In a sense, the two becoming one. Now, a contract is geared toward protection of individual rights, but a covenant is built on the foundation of sacrifice and self denial. A contract focuses on self, like benefits and preservation. A covenant Focuses on the life and protection of the other party. A contract does not require unity of heart, while a covenant seeks to be unified in heart and glorifies God's heart. Give it some thought. Unity is setting aside differences in order to accomplish something for God that only only can be done as one we have to be one, so as an example in acts one fourteen and fifteen, it says these all devoted themselves single mindedly to prayer. Would you say that was unity? Can you imagine a hundred and twenty people in a room together single-mindedly? devoting themselves to prayer. Men, women, relatives, friends, all devoting themselves. And we know that the Spirit was poured out after this. So we see, once again, God showing us the power of prayer and showing us the importance of being single-minded or in unity, right? Ephesians 4.1, is another great example. Therefore, I, a prisoner of the Lord, by the way, a prisoner of the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you were called with complete humility and gentleness, with patience, putting up with one another in love, making every effort to keep the unity of the Ruach, the Spirit, in the bond of Shalom. So I think one of the things that we have to learn about unity is we have to put up with one another in love. We have to have patience. We have to have humility and gentleness. And all of that comes into how to be unified. And it says, keep the unity of the rock." That means to me that if the Spirit of God is in you, then you have the power to develop unity because God is going to make you sacrificial through his spirit. And it says unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. So we see there is going to be peace in that unity. Unity brings peace. And then finally, Ephesians 4.4 4 says, there is one body and one ruach or one spirit, just as you also were called In one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one immersion, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all? There is one body, and that body needs to be unified. Are you willing to be in unity with other believers? Are you willing to be in unity with the people in your congregation. Just close your eyes for a second and picture if you were in unity with them, what would that look like? Does it mean that you would have to have the same theological ideas on every issue? Is that your definition of unity? Because if it is, you're not going to be in unity with them. So over the next couple weeks, we're going to get into this not only to say why it should be a desire of your heart to be in unity, but also how do you navigate these difficult issues and still be in unity? How do you not go into rebellion and be in unity? How do you not have to leave a congregation if they disagree with you on certain issues? And when is there time to maybe break that fellowship? But I really believe that this is a critical issue for you and I to keep in our hearts and minds so that we are truly doing God's will. And as I said before, People are going to come to know Yeshua as their Messiah because they're going to see us be able to develop unity. Well, unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today. But I would just mention again that we'd love to have you help us stay on the air with your uh, partnership financially, with your prayers financially. Uh, and, and with, you know, I love when people uh, email me. Uh, they email me questions or disagreements or whatever. Uh, I love that. And also let me remind you that we love to speak in churches, so call us, would you please? Well, finally, let your heart's desire be to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Let's pray. Abba, Father. God of Israel oh,